Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, July 11, 2023. We're a minute or two late. Sorry about that. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, co-founder with my wife of both the Elijah List here, which is the written portion, and Elijah Streams, which is what you're watching. We're, we're bringing you year 26 of the Voice of the Prophets, and uh, God has just really been good and blessing this ministry immensely. We can't uh, thank him enough. He's just given us so much favor, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, quick reminder that tomorrow we have Amanda Grace on. We will actually record it this afternoon. It's one of those, lots of times on Tuesdays, we record two, we do two shows, one live and one recorded. So uh, you will see Amanda Grace at 11 uh, a.m. Pacific time. We're going to bring uh, Mike and Lori Salian. You've met them before. They're getting the wells dug and many other projects done. So there they are. There's Mike and Lori. Good to see you guys from Mississippi. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How's your weather over there? Uh, it's cloudy, a little rainy. Hot, hot and humid. humid. Hot, hot, hot. You know, you get all the wells done. I never talked about this on the air, but then you came back home. I mean, you you, you administered the village, uh, uh, which is Field of Dreams. You do that a lot from home, from Mississippi. And then you ended up digging your own well. What was that about? We did, yeah. The, the water in our, in our area was not reliable either. And um, so we ended up getting our own well. That was not funded by Elijah Streams, by the way. That was our personal well. But, uh, yeah. oh, that's good to point out. Yeah, we're not, fund- <laughs> we're not funding our employees well. Yeah. So <laughs> but, now we don't have to worry about it anymore. So we yeah, how many how many gallons is that putting out a minute? I think our pump does twenty gallons a twenty gallons a second, I believe. No, five gallons a second. I don't remember exactly, that's but right, it's a lot. Really- we have a deep. It's a two two horsepower pump, and it it really pumps it out. So. Oh, wow. That's a lot of water. But there's yeah. plenty of water to do that. That's amazing. So, well, you yeah. guys have uh, some pictures and a uh, screenshot of something to talk to the people about what, what how their money is. Yeah, going we just wanted to come and give you an update because there's so many people that are involved in providing yes. life giving water to so many. And um, we're actually at 144 wells wow. just from Elijah Streams wow. through July. Through July. Yeah. That's and so, crazy. and we're starting to expand. That's about 30 to 40,000 people or more that are impacted. People that were getting dirty water that now have clean water because of, because of the Elijah Streams viewers. So it's really incredible. That's and amazing. What we're going to show you pictures of, we're actually beginning to expand outside of Uganda as well. So we wanted to show you some of the other countries that we're working in on top of awesome. Uganda and United yeah, States. Yeah, like, looking so. forward to that. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. First one's we, Zimbabwe. Yeah. So there, okay. So Zimbabwe, he partnered with another ministry over there, and they did a phenomenal job. This this well was drilled, and not only do we have the uh, a pump there, but they have a, a, a solar with a tank. And so they pump the water out of that well and can just turn a tap on and release the water. You can see that in the next yeah, picture. Yeah, the next picture, I think, shows that. Yeah, so they've got the tank. It pumps the water into the tank. And I was told a story that there was people in this village that had been praying. It was specifically a church that we partnered with. They had been praying for over a year, wow. sometimes all night, 24-hour prayer vigils for water. Are you we serious? Really? Yes. Yeah. I just taught, I just uh, messaged with the guy. He's over there right now in Zimbabwe, and he was telling me about it. And they were celebrating and praising God when this was complete. And so we're going to be doing another one actually over there as well, which you just approved. And so hopefully we'll 
have some more updates on that one as well. Yeah, you know, they they run together in my mind, so I, I'll have to see, I'm obviously saying, now where is this again and which country this, did we do? Yeah. You know, I saw a video, you somehow you showed me a video of this and uh, of that green tank. It's plastic-like, yeah. or I yeah. assume it's plastic, some, some sort of plastic, but the, uh, five or six men got beneath it and lifted that thing above their heads so it's light enough to be installed by hand work you know but strong enough to, to hold water for years and years to come you know so yeah it's 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 a it's a great project over there so we're excited to do another one um with them really soon yeah and i uh, before we leave that i i think mm -hmm. on that video there were two looked like they had driven drilled two boreholes and i think they said one was for agriculture and one was for so, yeah, it was it was one well, but they tap off of it. So they have one tap that goes and supports the agriculture, and another tap that supports the people in the church in the village. So they're using the same well, but wow. two different sources. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, you showed that video, I believe, last week. Maybe is that what it was? I, I knew I'd yeah, seen it. Okay. It. <laughs> mm -hmm, All right. Yeah. What's next? Let's see what we got here. Amazon. Oh, this is awesome. So this is the Amazon Brazil. And I think that's the name of the state, Amazonas. Is that right? Yeah. Brazil. No, it looks like they're carrying a cross. No, this one, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So these these guys, this his name's Pastor Perry, who I spoke to that's doing this. He's a missionary to the Amazon. They have to, that boat that you see there, yeah. they have to go on that boat for almost 16 hours <sighs> to get to this place. They have to bring all of their own equipment. There's no electricity or anything. So they have a generator that actually creates, that drills the well had to bring their own pipes. And so this is a very, very remote area. And the native people were extremely excited when they got this. We don't have a whole lot of pictures from that because he was telling me the actual, the people there, there's like a fear of photography. with Really? People. And so they don't want to be on picture as much, but that's the team and some of the people around there. They, they camp out. They bring mission teams in to drill these wells. They stay out into, in the Amazon rainforest and uh Amazing. drill the well with generators from their from their and, you know i mean you you said that earlier and i thought so 16 hours they're going down the amazon hours. just to get to this one little spot correct this is a very remote area and they did an amazing job as well and and i'm not sure if there's any more pictures of this one not yeah. but uh yeah the people are really enjoying it and we are going to be doing another one with him as well in october so there'll be a second one in amazon that will be starting in october very very cool all right awesome. let's let's see what's next on the oh that, ethiopia huh yeah so that's the ethiopia well that was a really cool one because they actually hit an artesian spring there so it's pressurized water and so when they hit that one you don't need pumps to uh to push it to push it out it just started spurting out and there was i can't remember how many gallons it was there it was a lot a lot of gallons a second um that were coming out of that well and so that one's going to be tapped off and they're going to put some pipes in, and that's going to be, you know, used by the people in that area. So that's. Yeah, I understand they they had to go a kilometer out, at least a kilometer out, to get this source of water because yep. they wanted to tap it closer into the village. Of course, that makes more sense, but they they had a very shallow water source. I was just talking. To yeah, that's a that's a, a lot of people think that you could just go and just drill wherever you want water, and that's not the case. You have to actually look at geological surveys, and they. They tell you where to drill. Fortunately, a lot of the places that we've drilled in Uganda and some other places, they did have water where we needed it. Um, but there's sometimes that you want to put a well somewhere and it, there's just not water there to support it. So that's yeah. that's the reason. They yeah, you know, I've talked about this before and it's just like God provides the water 
we just have to find out where it is. And that's, you know, it's the, it's, we are, we're, you know, it's the glory of Kings to search out a matter. So we find out where it is and tap it. And yep. that's our partnership with heaven. You know, he puts it where he wants it. And so for one, for whatever reason, uh, that one had to be a mile out or a kilometer out. I don't know the difference between those two. They're different, yeah. but a little less than a mile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what else? Any other pictures? Yeah. Well, I wanted to share this story about this gentleman in, Ethi in uh, Uganda, not Ethiopia. Oh, the okay. next slide. I think his picture will be there. There it is. There uh, we go. Okay. This is Jaja Edward. Is there another photo as well, Emily? I'm not sure if if you have it, if not, this is uh, Jaja Edward. And actually th this morning, there he is. This is his old water source. And so in his area, he struggled. He was not drinking water every day. You can imagine being 75 and having to walk miles to get water. He just didn't have the strength or the energy. And when our team came in there and told him that Elijah Streams is coming to drill a water well, he knew right away that he was supposed to give a portion of his land to provide for the community to get water. Assuming wow. obviously, you know, the surveyors came out and sure enough, there was the water. He was so thrilled. Go back to the other picture. I just, I just love this picture. He's a widower. He doesn't have any family around. He was struggling. And this morning, whenever I was getting this picture and sending it in to show, I just felt, to yeah, I just felt that encouraged to share. There I just is, wanted yeah. to encourage those of you that are watching, maybe you're older, and you're wondering, what is my purpose? Well, I think God's got a purpose like he does for Jaw Jaw Edward. You're going to know. Somebody's going to show up at your house, and you're going to know that you have something that you've been holding on to, and you weren't sure what you were going to do with it, and God's going to use it just like he did Edward. And so not only did we bring fresh, clean water to Edward and his community, but he had he just woke up with purpose the next day. He had more hope and more joy and more life in him. And really? That that is just that that's just so special to me because these elderly people in the communities kind of get left behind because you know they're they're weak and not able to do much. They don't look like they contribute much. And so for him to be able to contribute and to give and partner with us in this. It was incredible. Amazing. And what a gift to him from the Lord that you got the Lord gave him the land and he, he was able yes. I can I can just imagine he was without real purpose and now his land is providing the water for the village. Yes, That's it's amazing. incredible. That's, That's incredible. happened a lot, a lot of different places where people have donated their land. They always donate the land. And um they always, you know, donate land for churches to be built as well. We've talked about that some. There's been so many churches that have been planted through this water project. And so many people have come to know Jesus um, through this water project. So it's, it's water, it's, it's natural water, but it's also living water. Living water. And yeah. So it's a, it's a great uh, thing. And we're so it, thankful. It's been probably a year plus since we last heard that there were eight church plants and there's about a thousand people. And I, I don't know that you guys keep records because it's probably organic, but um, would there be probably several thousand that have come to the Lord? I don't want to, I think the number is 1,500, not including children is what they're telling me. But of course, oh, you know, Steve, yeah. every time they go, they're not recording it at every spot. And so some pastors are, are diligent to record and send in the number. So I'm confident it's close to 2,000. But 1,500 wow. is the actual number I can confirm with, really? with the pastors and our team. And so many churches are coming up. Um, it's It's just incredible. It's such a prophetic picture of God just breaking things opening things and bringing them forth. And it's incredible. We just want to say thank you 
to every Elijah Streams donor that yeah. has made this possible. I wish you actually can come with us on a trip in February. We're taking the Elijah Streams trip to Uganda. So check check that out. Yeah, we'd love for you to come and join us. I mean, come and see for yourself. Meet these people. Oh, Meet this guy that you've it's seen on video and come and sit down with him at his, at his house and talk to him about what it feels like to donate land and to be able to provide water for his village. You will beat these people, Steve. Yeah. And so, yeah. so you have, you have some spots open still. And this is uh, for February, right? We do. Right. Yeah. If you go to showmercy.org and click on, click on the missions trips tab, you'll see the Elijah streams um, trip in there and it's got all the information and uh, yeah, we're building a nice team. A lot of the people that are on this trip were actually in Israel with us, Steve, you'll, you'll oh, recognize man. some of them. And right. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's coming along nicely, but got still got plenty of time, and we have plenty of room if you're interested in joining yeah. us. And for those of you that you may you don't want to go, you maybe you just say I don't want to go to Africa, but I want to help. But you know, either whether you go in the army or stay back and and support it financially, the the reward's the same from the Lord. Yeah. You know, as much as you've done to the least of these, whether you it's finances or going and serving. It's the, the pay is the same. Bob Jones used to say, you know, the pay is the same. As long as you're obeying the Lord, the pay is the same, as he would always say. So, well, Michael, Lord, thank you so much. God bless you. You guys are doing a great job. I'm so glad you're with us. So, thank you, Steve. We're, we're you guys happy are about to be here. The, most, the most employed people. You're not only working full time for your the village, you're working full time for Elijah's dream. So, that's a double, double time. And you guys are, are just mm-hmm. really. It's good. It's a great. It's a great job to have. We love it. Awesome. Well, we love you guys. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Okay. So it is now time to bring in Andrew Whalen. So here we go with. There he is, Mr. Andrew. How are you doing? Good, Steve. Thank you. Good to see you. see all of our water projects going. Um, pretty amazing stuff, isn't it? That is amazing. I love that. You know, I always, um, when I did this, I tell people I never set out, to, uh, I'm, I don't see myself as a, much of an evangelist, but being involved in this, you kind of inadvertently turn into evangelist because of the, the work we're doing, people are getting saved. So that's like the work with evangelists. Of course, there's literally people on the ground leading leading these people to the Lord. So great stuff. So, awesome. well, you've got some, a lot of content today. So I'm going to turn this over to you. I've got the notes. So I'll follow through with you. And just, you're the dreamer of dreamers. So I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious. <laughs> now, did you talk about your process? Does the Lord give you a topic and then you pull the dreams for that? Or how does that um, work with you? Well, are, you mean when I come on to. Yeah, like, like this, when you come on this. Well, the way that I've done it is, Usually, uh, it's interesting how the Lord works, but he'll kind of, um, he'll highlight a theme within the month. And, and so he'll, he'll give me dreams and I don't know what the theme will be, uh, but I just kind of gather some of the Intel and some of it adds to what he's previously, previously given me before, um, or from a time prior, but, um, usually that's how it works. I'll, I'll get a dream, you know, maybe one or two that are somewhat, uh, significant that to me brings like an idea, an understanding of what the topic is that God's wanting to focus on. So, okay. yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's see. The first one, you went all the way back to a 2016 dream. And this was, 
it, it mentions Asbury. Is this to be connected with the Asbury revival, or is it just a coincidence that that's a? Well, it will be connected. Um, okay. Now, and so I didn't know at the time. So let, I'll I'll get right into it. Yeah. Um, in 2016, I don't think I have the the month and the date, but I'll right. I'll have to dig that out somewhere. I just remember it was 2016. Yeah. But in that time, I did not know I. I had heard of the Asbury revival back in the seventies, I believe it was. And I didn't know much beyond that. And I knew that there was a a theological seminary called Asbury. um, But I did not know about a man named Francis Asbury. And so when I had this dream, it was, it was a little like I would, I didn't understand it fully, but what happened in 2016, I had a dream in the dream, this man named uh, Francis Asbury appears to me, and he says, "Andrew, it's time to go with me." And he says, "You're going to need these three books." And he hands me another man named Francis Frangipane. He hands okay. me Frangipane's books, um, and uh, there were three of them, and it was uh, it was the three battlegrounds. And then it was the Jezebel spirit. And then it was this day we fight. Wow. And so I took those books in my hand in the dream. I woke up from the dream and I began to do a little research. I said, okay, first of all, who is Francis Asbury? And then I looked it up and realized that he was connected to the theological seminary that had the revival in the 70s. And that he was a uh, a man that is you know long passed away, but back in the um, uh, gosh I don't know now if it was I think it was the seventeen eighteen hundreds I can't even remember wow, right now. Okay, but he was a circuit rider preacher that would you know uh, in the frontier in the pioneer days he was going from uh, place to place circuiting that frontier preaching the gospel. And seeing just incredible, amazing breakthroughs and, you know, salvations. And um, and so I asked the Lord about this. I said, Lord, what, what does this all mean? He said, just, he said, Andrew, just the way that Francis Asbury was a circuit riding preacher for, of the gospel, I'm calling you, Andrew, to be one who circuits the nation, bringing a dimension of warfare this day we fight bring this day we fight into the three battlegrounds the battle take the fight to the battlegrounds for the nation so that we see the spirit of jezebel overthrown off of cities and regions so let me just capture this a bit that when i had that dream i felt the lord was saying that uh to circuit the places it had to do with cities and regions okay it had to do with the whole nation, but the warfare strategy was go to places, go to cities and regions and begin to bring the fight of faith into these places, taking my kingdom into these battlegrounds and seeing the spirit uh, of Jezebel, you know, that which is occupying, uh, that, that which is occupying in the places I've called you to go, Yeah, you know, let's see it overthrown. So that was the dream. And it's just interesting because, you know, I I pondered that for a while. I've prayed into that. And then this year, um, I'm going to pull it up here. This year, 
we all heard about the Asbury outpouring that took place that um, the Asbury um, University I think is what they yeah. call it. Yeah. And that was on February 8th, 2023. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Well, um, it's interesting that that morning, February 8th, 2023, I had no knowledge of any Asbury outpouring. But that morning, I woke up and I had a dream that morning. And so in the dream, Francis Asbury, well, first of all, I find myself standing in a place called the War Room for the Nation. Now, just so you know, Steve, I've had maybe five dreams, where maybe four, I can't remember, but four to five dreams where I find myself standing in a room, and the room is called the War Room for the Nation. Okay. I know just from what the Lord's shown me that when I'm standing in that place, this is an important word. This is an important revelation to see the salvation, deliverance, breakthrough, prophetic destiny wow. for America. Wow. So um, on the day that the Asbury outpouring 2023 happened, I have a dream where I'm standing in the war room for the nation. And you hadn't heard that it happened yet when no. you had this dream. I had no knowledge of it happening. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if it was that night before it happened or if it was the night of my dream. Um, but, but either way, I didn't know. I'd not heard of it. And so I wake up, I'm standing in this war room and there is a man standing next to me. I don't see his face, but I know I have a knowledge who he is. And I knew he was Francis Asbury. Wow. And Francis Asbury points at a, there was a table and there was another prophet sitting in the war room for the nation and um he the other prophet had a book opened on the table and francis asbury pointed to that book well guess what it was the book this day we fight by francis frangipane wow and the whole book in the dream was underlined. I mean, the whole entire book. And so I woke up from that dream and I thought, wow, this is, this is very interesting. It's been since 2016 since I had a dream with Francis Asbury. And then come to find out later that day, the university that's named after Francis Asbury has an outpouring that day. Jeez. And I heard the Lord say, Andrew, this is the sign. This outpouring at Asbury is the sign that this is not a day to shrink back unto destruction and perdition. It's not a day to cower back and to give up, to retreat. This day we fight. This is a day. This is what I feel the Lord is saying. I am trumpeting the sound, the alarm, the war cry. It is a day to fight. And by the way, the book, This Day We Fight by Francis Frangipane, it, it's really taken a, a quote from the Lord of the Rings. Is that where that's from? Okay. Yeah. So that phrase, I believe it's, um, well, I can't remember now. The Return of the King, I think, is what it was. And it's when the, um, gosh, I'm blanking out on the names, but one of the, the head leaders basically says, he said, you know, someday, 
the hearts of men may fail them. You know, we might lose our courage. I'm paraphrasing. We're going to lose our courage. We, we may fall to fear. You know, the hearts of men may fail them, but that is not this day. This day we fight. Wow. And so I wow. felt that was such a key, uh, profound statement on the day of this outpouring. And I really felt the Lord say, this is a prophetic um, template for the hour in which we're living. This is what he's saying for America. You're in the war room for the nation, Andrew. I want you to prophesy to the church, to my people. This is not a day to cower in fear. It's not a day to run and hide. It's not a day to be to let your hearts fail you from the things that are happening in the earth. This is a day to fight. So that was such an encouragement to me. So totally, you know, and now I'm just curious, have you had any contact with Francis Frangipane after you've had this? Uh, no, I don't know Francis. Yeah, I, yeah, I I know him. I mean, we've done a couple conferences together, but I was just curious if he is he if he's ever heard this because I think he'd be pretty uh, jazzed that God gave this level of revelation about his own book. That's amazing. I would love to uh, connect with him because I find it very interesting that these were th the three books that were handed to me were all Francis Frangipane. So be yeah, very. We can get this information to him. Um, okay, well, and by the way, so you have this dream in 2016, seven years later, after you had those three books named and Francis Frangipane's name, it was seven years later that you have this Asbury, uh, Francis Asbury dream on the day the Asbury revival broke out, but you didn't know it had just broken out or was about no. to break out. How are they? That's amazing. That's just amazing stuff. So. It it was really amazing. And it really encouraged me to say that, you know, yes, God was doing a move there. Um, and so much of the nation, I mean, I, you know, tons of people from across the nation actually came for that short window of that outpouring and basically took that, that reign of the spirit back, that presence back with them. Um, but I felt like God was saying what took place there. It wasn't just about what happened there. I'm confirming to you, this is the sign that I'm marshalling my army. I am gathering the troops. I'm raising up a new day of fire, of, of breakthrough, and I'm calling my people to stand firm and fight. And, um, of course, we don't fight according to the natural. Right. You know, our but, I mean, yeah, I mean, this he's basically, to have this kind of revelation from the Lord, he's not saying, hunker down, buckle up. Is going to your house, just going to some, you know, just relax and, and either, either leave it to me or whatever. He's saying it's time to get up and fight. And, you know, again, Absolutely. it's not weapons of our warfare, not natural, but but mighty to the pulling down a stronghold. So, all right. Well, the next one is uh, just days ago, uh, Dream. So let's let's hit that one from July yes. 1. So um, this was July 1st, and it was um, – you know, in fact, this one was not a dream, but it, there are times where I'll just have, and these are more rare. My dreams are a lot more regular, but there are uh, more uh, spontaneous moments where mm -hmm. I'll be, you know, in, in the presence of the Lord and I'll hear the word of the Lord. Well, I was driving recently with my daughter. And um, while I was driving, I heard we were in worship together. We were just driving nice. in worship. 
Nice. And yeah, it was a blast. I loved it. My daughter's 16, so I'm like, Really? Oh, that's pretty darn good to, to be able to do that with a teen. You know, that's really good. It speaks highly of her mom and dad right there, I'll tell you that. But. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, you know, praise that's God. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she and she loves the Lord. I mean, she's got her own fire, her own relationship. And so we were driving, though, in, in worship. And, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not talking just focusing on the Lord. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm building my prophetic militia. He used that phrase. I'd never heard the phrase before. And so I was like, what is prophetic? <laughs> what is prophetic militia? So I said, you know, what is that? And I heard in my heart when I asked him, what is that? He said, this is my strategy for the states and the regions. And I knew, I knew when he said that, that he was basically saying it's all hands on deck, believers everywhere, local teams gathering in prayer, getting heavenly intel about the works of darkness and God's strategic blueprints for breakthrough. So if you think in the natural of what militia is, a lot of it is the, the citizenry yeah. uh, coming to aid the more uh, formalized army. Well, yeah, I mean, they used to call them in the Revolutionary War the Minutemen. You know, they were available at the, at the, at, at the stroke of a whatever. Whenever they were called on, the Minutemen became, were the militia. Uh, yeah. yeah, ready to fight. I think God is trying to re-empower his people. Um, I think he's trying to, obviously, God raises up leaders. He sends them. He does, you know, he's got his leadership in the body. Um, absolutely. But I think he's restoring the revelation of the priesthood of all believers. He's saying, come on, I've, all of you are in this thing. You know, no one's no one's on the bench right now. I need my militia, my prophetic okay. militia to gather, you know. Um, so that's kind of the idea, what I felt the Holy Spirit saying. And, you know, it's interesting because he confirmed it to me shortly thereafter, actually on July 4th. So I thought it was significant that I had this dream on the 4th of July, the morning of. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in this dream, I saw an angel that was named victory of the people. So the, the angel's name was victory of the people. Yeah. And so in these dreams, you know, he doesn't, he didn't say anything to me. Like I somehow knew like, in dreams, sometimes it's just like I know these things. So I knew his name was Victory of the People. And in the dream, I knew um, I knew that somehow he was an overseer of higher education, mm. which mm. in the dream, I, I understood it to mean how to effectively use like prophetic wisdom, revelation, etc., to operate effectively and victoriously in the heavenly realms, how to get breakthroughs, how to use um, revelation to break through atmospheres, um, break through strongholds, uh, things like that. Yeah. So suddenly in the dream, the word of the Lord came to me and I spoke over this angel, uh, which is interesting because, you know, usually I would think the angel would speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow I, it was like the spirit of prophecy came upon me and I wow. spoke to this angel and I said, the Lord has now commissioned you to build Shiloh's plural 
Shilohs in America. Wow. And, I, and then I said, these will be the uh, these will be strongholds of God, and they will be the last key from heaven to deliver America and bring victory to the people. Wow. So you're prophesying and decreeing and declaring to this angel what God has called them and commissioned. That's pretty cool. I hadn't heard of that one, but it's very cool. If you ask me. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very, you know, well, I because up, we are kings and priests to our God. And if God tells you as one of his kings and priests, release this angel, declare to him, you know, of course you said the Lord has called you, but you yeah. set it in motion the way I'm reading it. That's, that's what I felt. I felt yeah. like, you know, um, the scripture in Psalms where it says that the angels, they're the mighty ones who do the, the Lord's bidding and they heed to the, uh, the voice or the sound of his word. Yeah. And so that is, I, I've told people I'm nothing. I don't have command over angels. The Lord is the commander over the angel armies, but his word in my mouth is what they heed. Right. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, you can't divorce yourself from your part in it. Uh, but it's clear that you are, you are the mouthpiece of the Lord at this moment. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. I love so, it. Yeah. It was really encouraging. And so I had to process a bit. I said, okay, you know, I have heard of Shiloh. Um, I've heard of actually people um, in the United States creating or, or establishing maybe what I would call apostolic uh, training centers and, and they call them Shilohs. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't really know much about, what God was fully saying. So I, I did a little research and um, Judges chapter 21, uh, 25, it says Shiloh. Um, well, if you, if you go read, go read that passage. I don't have it actually uh, written up here, but Shiloh was the sanctuary during the period of the judges when there was no king in Israel. So you can look it up in Judges 21. Um, Shiloh is probably the most famous for being the first seat of government of the invading Israelite forces under Joshua. Okay, well. So if you think about it, you know, um, as soon as they're crossing over, uh, a place was established. So they're crossing over into the promised land. And the promised land was a land of inheritance, but it's also a land of war. And they conducted their uh warfare their expansion from a place called Shiloh before there was um before Jerusalem was had been established so Joshua chapter 18:1 says then the whole congregation of the sons of Israel assembled themselves at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there and the land was subdued before them so it's interesting that is the place that God basically set up his, the Ark of the Covenant was established there, the Ten of Meeting, the presence of God was there. There was no king in Israel at that time, but the prophets and the judges were established there and they conducted their military campaigns out of Shiloh. Really? And so it's interesting what, what I really felt like God was saying, even with this dream, is that I intend to bring victory to america 
but I'm going to need my people to begin to gather uh, in communities similar to what it was like at Shiloh, where the presence of God is manifest and there is the word of the Lord. And out of that place, we begin to rule. Psalm 110, um, we, we rule out of Zion. You know, we stretch forth a strong scepter out of Zion, rule in the midst of our enemies. And it's, um, it's a warfare type of community, but it's, um, it's in the presence of the Lord. And it is according to the word of the Lord. And the name Shiloh actually means peace or rest. It's actually kind of a similar Hebrew word as shalom. So it's uh, the same idea of a place of peace and rest. And I think that's really key for us right now. God's saying, don't get entangled up in, you know, carnal type of uh, wranglings and striving and fear. And we're not raging like the world does. We are in a place and a posture of peace, of shalom, of rest in what the finished work of Jesus Christ has established for us. And out of that, we go and subdue the lands. And so I really feel that these prophetic militias are going to be uh, things that are established in Shiloh type places, these prophetic communities that get revelation in order for the body of Christ to advance the kingdom. And and so you're, I don't know if you have any sense of how many of these, but you're, but these are specific physical places, would you say, or just communities uh, of all the same mind who, who feel that they are a living, breathing Shiloh? I mean, what do you see in your mind? I, I, I think it's both, to be honest yeah. with you. Okay. I, I don't, I do feel for sure there's going to be physical locations that God says, hey, these are these are places where the people of God are gathering and they're, you know, they are they are concerned about their region. They're concerned yeah. about their cities and they're saying, Lord, we're taking responsibility for the place that we live. It's like what God told Joshua, you know, wherever the sole of your foot treads, that's the place I've given you. And I feel like God's saying, go in to the land and begin to subdue it. In other words, uh, influence it, break through strongholds, places of darkness that are um, influencing the region. And um, so does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture, you know, and of course, I was just at Shiloh in Israel when we were all there. I've been there three or four times and I'm always I'm picturing that place. So that's a physical place. But people were really are the people is what made Shiloh Shiloh there were, yep. and God's presence, obviously. So, yeah, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out, I know of round tables or prophetic people that get together a lot, but somehow this is like communities that are taking responsibility for their region. They're not just saying, well, we'll pray like everybody else. They're, they're, it sounds like it's a little more intentional. Like they're going, we're taking this on. Yep. It's that's what I feel. You know, yeah. this day we fight. This is the context of what I even am saying today is that I believe the Lord is rallying his people to go forth and take territory. Yeah. And I believe the devil has has had his way over cities and regions far too long. And I think we're at a really we're at a crisis hour, especially in America. And I believe God is saying it is time to establish 
a uh, a beachhead in the spirit, so to speak. It's time, and that's the in this dream, I knew that these Shilohs would be strongholds of God. These would be places where the presence of God would would just occupy and dwell, and out of that would come uh, expansion of His kingdom influence. By you said a few minutes ago, getting intel, you were talking about maybe your own situation, but I see this in this dream. You were about to read it, but um, you've talked to several different places I've read where you talk about we were, did this and we got intel. And I, I, I asked myself at the time, does he mean they got intel about from Patriot sites and people said this is happening here and this is happening there? Or do you mean intel from the Lord? And how would you answer that? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, I think intel can be um, from multiple places. Okay. Um, I'm, I, the way that God has, has operated with me is a lot of what I I look for things according to what I get in Revelation. Yeah. Uh, prior to going and looking at maybe the news and things like that, right. I like to I like to let the news and the other things be confirmations of what I've been seeing. That's good um, for me, uh, because yeah. So, but I do believe that there is natural intelligence that can give us ideas. You know, you go into a region and and you know, look at your city and say, okay, this, from this block to this block, there is, you know, major drug trafficking and all of this stuff. Okay. Well, we just got some Intel. We identified a place of occupation where, where darkness is occupying. Um, and so then we would, we would press into it and say, okay, Lord, how do we go about bringing your light, bringing your kingdom, um, you know, dispossessing these places of darkness in our city and region. And so um, I, I'll give you kind of a yeah, give an example if you've got it. Yeah. So, you know, when we were in a city in uh, Illinois for a season, we raised up a house of prayer. We called the, the place, the prayer and justice center uh, because in our hearts, that's what we wanted to see come together. We wanted yeah. to see the component of prayer and the works of justice join. And so that is what we did. We, we said, Lord, we take, responsibility right now uh, for this city. And we, as your ecclesia, as your, um, as your church, as your people right now, we lift up this city and we ask you um, to show us every place where darkness is, um, is flourishing, where the devil's works are, are, you know, bringing darkness, are being sustained, whatever the case, show us. We ask the Lord specifically, show us where human trafficking is taking place. Um, show us where there are altars, um, where any bloodshed is taking place, uh, where any false worship is going on, different things like that. Well, my wife and I got really involved in, in wanting to see God break the human trafficking side of things. I, yeah. you know, it was a huge eye-opener years ago when I realized, wait a second, Human trafficking is not something that just happens in these, you know, uh, remote foreign areas. No, this is happening right in our backyard. Mm. I, I think it's time the body of Christ has something to say about that and do something about it. And so we went to battle over it. We said, Lord, we're going to ask you, we're going to fight um, 
for Intel. We're going to pray for understanding of how uh, and where this is happening. So my wife, during that season of time, she actually got a dream. And in the dream, she saw a, a location in our city. She saw the name of the business and the address. She saw the whole thing, even she the address. Saw, yep. And wow. in the dream, she saw behind the scenes that it was a a business fronting, or it was a an operation of human trafficking fronting uh, as a business. And, um, you know, she had never seen this business before. I had never seen it before. And, you know, we drove by, we prayed and we're like, Hmm, I don't know what's going on here, but fast forward, it put us into that dream, put us in touch with one of the main, uh, directors of the FBI human trafficking task force. So, um, we sat down, my wife sat down she had a meeting with the agent and, um, she said, I had this dream of this location, this address, here's what I saw. And his jaw kind of dropped and he said, he said, this is amazing that you know this. We just found out that this is ground zero for all human trafficking, all uh, drug trafficking and gun trafficking in the whole region. And so. Wow. uh, The same place, the same. The exact place. And so he said, that's amazing. He said, we've worked with psychics, but you know, we've never had anything this specific. And uh, my wife responded to him and said, well, we're, we're no psychic. You know, we're not psychics. Jesus is our Lord. And we hear from him and he cares about what happens in our city. He okay. cares about the people. And so this guy was real blown away. And uh, nice. he, he continued to stay in contact with us. But the thing, the place got shut down. It, it was basically um, raided about, I don't know, three or four days later after really? our conversation. Wow. So, so that kind of thing, what, what you're giving as an example is a living, breathing, real life example of what the Shiloh, Shilohs would be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I, I will say this, Steve, that every other place that we live, have lived, we've moved to several places, we will now get dreams and in every place where human trafficking is occurring. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm shocked by how I'm shocked by two things. One, the fact that it's so prevalent, that it's so everywhere, that's shocking. But I'm also amazed that just that God is into the business of bringing justice, of, of freeing people, of shutting down the works of darkness. And that's what I think the body of Christ needs to know is God saying, Hey, come on, you don't have to be a, you know, the head pastor of a church or, or, you know, the leader of a whole ministry organization to do what I've called you to do in your city and region. Right now, you can gather as my militia, you know, all hands on deck, gather and seek my face. I've got things to tell you. And I believe Shilohs are going to come yeah. forth. They're going to be strongholds wow. of presence, of power, of prophetic intel. Well, you know, and I was talking this weekend uh, uh, with someone and I was saying it's not, things aren't getting worse and worse and worse right now. Things are getting exposed, exposed, exposed. And and this is off, God's giving a strategy. It's like saying, how'd you like to be part of the exposing group? You know, because that's what he's doing. His heart is in, his intentions are in exposing right now. Absolutely. So, wow. 
Amazing stuff. Yep. So um, that that brings me to, you know, we just moved to Illinois. And I, I would say this, that um, I won't go into the dream, but in the in the region that we moved to, um, we all already had two dreams. And so the Lord showed us where there was a spiritual gate. And um, I didn't know that in the dream, but now I know. Now I know it's a, an actual location in the city. Really? Okay, well. Yeah. And he showed us. And, you know, I find myself in situations in dreams. I'm like, it seems so normal. And in real yeah. life, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing, you know, I don't know why I did that. But I found myself standing at the gate and basically taking authority over it in Jesus name and in the saying, dream in the dream or after or after the dream i'm sorry in the dream okay, this is yeah. what i was doing i was taking authority over this spiritual gate and i said that um right now i'm i'm breaking the demonic altars in the region that are fueling this gate uh with darkness now i can't say i fully understand all of sure. it yet. Yeah. But I do believe God wants us to get an understanding that, hey, there are things, there are gates, there are things that open up uh, to, you know, uh, to God and to the enemy. And we have a responsibility to establish the altar of the Lord where we're at. That's what I believe these Shilohs well, will you know, do. It's, it's interesting because you will one day be rewarded for obeying the Lord in your dream. I mean, of course, he's rewarding you now, real time. But I mean, he, you have a dream. You declare and decree what God told you to do while you're still in the dream. And then one day, God will reward you for being so obedient. And you get, all I did was have a dream, and I, and I did what you told me to do. That's amazing. You know, th this is very instructive. You're not only giving revelation, you're giving instruction right now. Uh, so a lot of people are picking up on that. Well, in addition to that, Steve, is, you know, now that I know where this gate is and I I think God's good because sometimes he, he'll show us what to do in a dream so that we, you know, I believe that things really did take place in the spirit there, yeah. but I also believe that God's saying, Hey, go physically put your feet on the ground where you saw and do what I showed do you the to same do. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that we're going to do. And I'm going to do it with the team that we uh, now, without identifying it. Cause I, this is not, this wouldn't be our purpose to identify it on the air, but um, what type of place, if you can, without giving the location, is this a governmental spot? Is this a political? Is this entertainment? Is this what, what kind of, what kind of place uh, without giving it away? Yeah. Well, you know, it's very interesting, but I was at a bridge. It was yeah. in the, it was a, a, a bridge over a river. Okay. Wow. And, really? Yep. And I knew that this bridge was like a location. Uh, it was an occult uh, location where I saw in the dream that they had altars along the river and that there had been things being conducted. I, I don't fully understand what, but I yeah. knew, I knew somehow that these altars were fueling this gate with darkness and that it was, uh, spiritually, um, it, it was releasing things across the the city. Okay. So, you know, it's like, wow, you know, it's hard to sometimes imagine that 
when you're just going about your day, but when you have mm -hmm. a dream and you're seeing it, you're like, wow, yeah. this, this is very real. Um, so the very uh, significant, if not the most significant gate, spiritual gate that the enemy is using is something that everybody's driving by all the time. Nobody's thinking of thinking that they might look over the bridge and say the beautiful water, look at the beautiful scenery. I mean, but yeah, that's what I mean. It's like surreal that that something so beautiful and scenic yep. is the site of the, the enemy's favorite, one of his favorite places in the city. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's, um, it's definitely, I feel encouraged. You know, I'm encouraged when I get intel like this, we don't always know what to do with it all the right. time, but, but that's why we just inquire of the Lord. Okay, Lord, what do we do with this? I don't want to be presumptive. I don't want to be unwise, but I want to be in step with your spirit. Show us what to do. Show us how to operate. But it does give me encouragement that God's saying, you know, Andrew, I'm showing you this because you're my son. You have authority. You're, uh, this is what I've called my ecclesia to do, to advance the kingdom, to identify where the devil is, is influencing and destroying life. And you go make a difference. Go make a change for the kingdom of God. Destroy those works of the devil. Good. So. Really good. Um, wow. All right. Now you got, uh, let's see. Did we do that? Is, did we do five? Is that, was that five? Yeah. So that is, you know, that is um, essentially the dream. Yeah. Number five was the gate yeah. of darkness. So okay. I saw that, by the way, after we saw that dream or I had that dream then, and we begin to pray more. The Lord actually showed my wife in a dream as well, um, where in the city, specific location where human trafficking was taking place. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is, what do we do with that? Well, we pray into it, but we also have contacts. Um, and that this is something I would say, too, is for people who are saying, God, show me where this is happening in our city, in our region. You know, um, I believe that there are the, the uh, practical step to do with any revelation you get like that is to take it to appropriate authorities. So law enforcement or um, things like that. Yeah. So. And it would seem like there'd have to be some wisdom be, uh, beyond just law enforcement at times, because some law enforcements are in bed with the criminals. And so it might have to be some wisdom, like which police, yeah. which law enforcement, which, which federal agent, um, yeah. Yeah, there's that too. It's yeah, it's very true. And there are some yeah, there there's some people I know out there that we've connected with that are really doing some incredible work. They're law enforcement and they are they are doing the good they're stuff. Good, so they're the good guys. They're the white yeah. guys. Okay. So anyway. Right. Yeah, so talk about July five. Okay, so on July fifth, um it's interesting, but I had not even seen the movie The Sound of Freedom yet. Um, and I heard the Lord say the timing of the sound of freedom is not random. And I heard him say the exposure is ramping up and prepping the public for difficult truths to see the light of day. So as I was pondering that, I remembered a dream that I had recently had. And I won't go into the details of the dream, but in the dream, the Lord told me that many people have a sensual compassion, which I do not share. And um, in other words, I knew that God was saying that many people will feel sorry for Jezebel and 
when, when people begin to come under the fury of Jehu, when Jezebel and her system and that whole demonic realm of trafficking and perversion, when the Lord releases the Jehu ride of justice against her, um, there's going to be a temptation to feel sorry, to feel a sensual compassion. Um, but God is, even through the sound of freedom, is now provoking a righteous indignation in the people so that they will partner with his fury. Yeah. You know, we were talking with Johnny on the air the other day, yesterday, what is it? Yesterday. And I was, I just, I, I, this kind of came out of my mouth and I wasn't planning on saying it. I'm not even sure I'd pre-thought it, but I said, God is not particularly interested in giving a graceful repentance to those who are, who are involved in this. That line has been crossed, basically paraphrasing now, is that, that enough is enough. God, the, the wrath of God is burning against those, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, you can even see the sound of freedom, like you're saying, this is not a time to feel sorry for those caught in sin. Yep. Uh, this is a time to feel the wrath of God burning against sin. You know, again, you don't hate the person, but you hate the sin. And you don't show mercy towards that sin. And that's this is a time when God is not showing mercy towards that kind of a sin. Absolutely. You know, trafficking. So anyway. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. So um, in, in the, um, in, in what I was hearing the Lord say, he said there's coming a, an openly severe move of justice against wickedness. And I knew that this movie, along with several other projects that I don't even know what they are, but yeah. I know that there are other projects that are, God is uh, bringing forth that are awakening. These, these movie projects and other kingdom projects are going to, uh, they are and are going to awaken a fierce roar to silence the pity of Jezebel. And that's the thing, you know, I, if you think about, and I don't know if you remember last time on our last show, I remember talking about a dream where I saw a prophet painting his eyes. And I knew that God was saying, this is where we're at in the scheme of things. In, was in it the, like a war paint? Remind me, was it a war paint or what? No. So the prophet was painting his eyes, but I knew it had to do with Jezebel painting her eyes. I see. He, I knew that he was identifying where we're at. So Jehu okay. was riding furiously against Jezebel. He was coming to do business, to, to bring forth her death and destruction and wipe her, her kingdom, her realm out. And she knew it. And so she said, okay, you know, essentially she got up on her inner palace, opened the window, painted her eyes and looked out. It was almost like she was saying, I'm going to do everything I can to seduce you away from your anger, from your fury. I'm going to try to draw you back in under my seductions, hmm. my sway. And I, that's where I believe God's saying we're at right now. Jezebel is that spirit. That thing is doing everything it can. It knows justice is about to ride against her furiously. And so um, that's that's exciting for me. That is exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's about time. It is. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead, Steve. No, I was trying, I was um, trying to pick up. I'm, I'm not sure on the page where you are, so I'll let you just keep going. Okay. Um, so, 
there's a, a scripture and I, I just think this is important. You know, the context of today is I, I believe that God wants to give a blueprint. He wants to give strategy, how to break uh, the realm of darkness off of our cities, regions, and begin to influence those places, influence our regions for the kingdom of God. And um, part of it is I believe we have to know that God's a warrior. He's saying, I need you to have a mentality of warfare, a, an advanced uh, type of mentality. We're, this is not a retreat mentality. This is a go fight and believe mentality. So Isaiah chapter 42 is the Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse his zeal like a man of war. Yeah. He will utter a shout. Yes, he will raise a war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. Wow. Awesome. And um, so I love that scripture and I love that. That's who he is. He, you know, he's a warrior. And that's what I think he's trying to do with us in these days. He's provoking us out of our complacency. Um, he's provoking the church. I, I love the fact that this movie is is just catching wind. You know, it's it's having great success. And I believe this is not random. God is saying, I am provoking a warring spirit in my people again to overthrow this thing. And so that is key also. I believe you can't establish a Shiloh. Um, you know, Shiloh was established in the promised land, but the promised land was a land of war. And the people couldn't be passive in that place. They knew they were going out to conquer. They were going out to subdue the land. And that's what God's building is, a, is are uh, places and groups and churches that can subdue the land, take territory. So good. Wow. So um, I'll move forward and just say that um, part of what it looks like is w when Jesus sent out the 72. Yeah. And they returned with joy and, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And so he told them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So this is in Luke chapter 10. And I really feel that that is some of what God wants to raise up in this day are um, prophetic militias, shilohs, that God releases into a city or a region. And it has the effect of dispossessing that which is occupying in darkness over the places. You know, it's breaking trafficking off of your region it's breaking drug addiction these strongholds um whatever violence these altars of blood mm. breaking these things off of your city really good so really good. really good um let me just say this this is the last dream july 5th i had a dream and i saw a field of slain giants so I, along with a small militia, had gone up against them. And as they were down, I knew it was essential to cut off each of the giants' heads. Wow. So several others and I took our swords and we cut their heads off. I know this is like a little graphic, but 
this was the dream <laughs> with David and Goliath that he did that. So, right. Yeah. I knew by revelation that removing their head was both literal and symbolic, meaning it was the head of the demonic power, but also the removal of the human vessels and positions that channeled their power. That's good. That's really good. So, you know, I feel that God is from this dream. I really believe God is saying it's okay to to be militaristic in your faith. We need to go and conquer. We need to go and identify where's the giants in our land. What is what is taunting the armies of the living God? What is holding back the kingdom of God? Identify these things. Begin to ask the Lord for prophetic strategy and and even say, Lord, how do we take the head off of this thing? And so that is that that is what burns in me, uh, Steve. And from all of this month, I feel like God's brought us even even us as a family. He brought us to a new region and he's saying, I've sh- I'm showing you what's there. Now, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's good. You know, with, with what we did yesterday with Johnny and this is these two shows are actually running together. I, I don't even know if you saw that one yesterday, but no. there is a uh, a holy dissatisfaction, a holy anger against uh, those who are who are trafficking and hurting children and hurting the body of Christ and hurting the cities. And, uh, you know, there's a time when God comes down and destroy those who hurt the earth and they're hurting the earth. They're destroying and they're and they're hurting God's children and the, God's clearly done with allowing that. You know, a lot of this is Johnny and I have processed this. A lot of this has been going on for generation after generation after generation. This isn't God's upset of what's been happening the last couple of years. This is God saying, "I'm done with what's been happening for generations, and I've allowed it, but not any longer." So we are lucky, fortunate, blessed to be alive to participate in the ending of that. That's why, you know, when some people say this is the kingdom age coming on the earth, uh, I've had four or five different people prophesy that that began in 2012. The exposure began in 2012, big time. Uh, God's done with stuff that he winked at. Uh, I don't think he ever winked at it, but as an expression, he didn't come down and, and, and smash, but he's coming down to smash it. We get to be part of that, so. Really yeah. good stuff. So, well, Steve, I had a dream last night. And I just I'll bring it up here before we go, okay? Um, because it goes right along with this. Um, and I didn't get a chance to type it up, but the sure, dream essentially, it, it was I, in the dream. I was standing on the shore of a of an a sea or an ocean, and um, I looked to my left, and James Gall, Prophet James Gall, was standing there with me. And um, sometimes I believe that you know. He represents something to me, but um, in this dream, I kind of felt like he represented the seer prophet. You know, okay. he wrote a book called The Seer. Yeah. And so um, I I knew in the dream, I was excited to see him. <laughs> this tells you how funny I am. I, I In the dream, I wanted to go take a selfie. I was like, hey, hey, James. And But he stopped me and he pointed out to the sea and he goes, watch. And when he said that, um, I I looked out to the ocean and I'm and I'm watching, and all of a sudden I see this massive whale, and I knew uh, this massive whale was being sent by God. It was like 
God was controlling this thing. Mm. And the whale began to talk. And the <laughs> these dreams are funny. Yeah. They began to talk. And he began to expose human trafficking. Really? He did, yep. And and he began to expose places in the world that no one had ever even known about yet uh, or, or even realized that that were existing. There were islands. Um, there were places in far remote regions. There were lands that people didn't even know uh, that people even existed in, that they were doing nefarious and, and terrible things in these places. And the whale was telling this. And it, it didn't give me any specific names or locations, but in the dream, the whale uh, transformed into a person. And I don't know who the person was, but I do know that they were someone that was very high up in realms of darkness. They were someone that was probably one of the world elites. Um but this person had been transformed, I knew, oh. by God. And they wow. were now working on the side of light, on the side of truth. And they were going to begin to expose on levels that have never even come forth yet. And so I feel like God is saying that there are going to be major, major players. I mean, people that maybe they were you know criminals or maybe they were maybe they were involved in some of this but they're going to turn sides many i think are going to begin to come and some very very high level key people if they haven't already turned are going to are going to begin to turn and i think this movie the sound of the the sound of freedom i felt by the spirit of the lord that god was saying this is going to create waves across the earth there is going to be a shaking and people who who have felt safe for so long are going to realize they are in a really bad situation and they need to come and turn and so there's going to be some some big players that join the side of light wow, who have good. been really really in bad places been occupying um and doing bad things. So that's, that's what I felt by well, the that's, Yeah. That's an encouraging word. And it's, yeah. And it's a hopeful word because we weren't giving much hope for those who were, who were the perpetrators yesterday. We weren't given any hope at all almost, but this gives hope that God was saying that if you will turn now, you can yeah. join the, uh, the ranks of the righteous turn to God. I mean, literally turn to, turn to God. So, I mean, I hope people will see this, send this to, send this word out far and wide people to that let other people see this because if it, even if it reaches one whale, yes. so to speak, that will then turn and turn on his uh, wicked cohort or its cohorts. Yeah. That'll be a, a huge difference. You know, let's clean this thing up faster and faster. So good stuff. Well, uh, Andrew, you feel like go ahead and pray for the people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, please do. Thanks. Well, Father, we just mm. thank you so much for this day. Yes, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, and Lord, we just declare and decree that your people in this hour will volunteer freely. We say this is the day of the Lord's power, and God, we will fight. We will fight the good fight of faith in these days. And we just ask now, would you, Lord, send forth uh, the angel 
the victory of the people. We pray there would be a building, a gathering, a constructing of shilohs, mm. of prophetic militias right. throughout the nation and even the nations. Lord, we just say, God, awaken your people, awaken the bride. And we say, God, let the let the warring bride come forth in this hour. We say, let all hands come and be on deck. I pray that there would be prophetic weapons loosed even this day. God, there would be wisdom and revelation sent forth and dispatched out of the uh, the realm of heaven, God, that you would bring intercessors, key intel, insight, uh, prophetic words of knowledge. We ask, God, the uncovering and exposing of every work of darkness, of human trafficking, of places where children are being held captive, where there has been kidnapping, Lord. We just say now, let it all be exposed in Jesus' name. God, I pray today, would you do this? We say, God, according to that dream, that, Father, that Shiloh's are coming forth. These places of governmental rule by the scepter, of your peace, we pray, let them come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, that's your website right there, vanquishpw.com. Any any event that you want to announce or anything while we have you? Um, you know, I uh, I have a I don't have any events coming up, but there are some items available on there if people oh, are good. interested. And I, my wife and I did a um, we did we created. A couple booklets together. One is we call it the unapologetic dreamer. Good. So it'll just help people um, understand a little bit more about how to um, kind of framework some of their dreams and get some intel from them. And then, um, yeah, so you can check that out on the the website, vanquishpw.com, as well as a lot of people have been really excited about this PDF. It's an 11 page PDF. It's called Family Decrees. Um, it's establishing the angelic garrison around your home and family. So a lot of people have really enjoyed that. It's decrees for your family. And so, yep, that's all available out there. Sounds good. Andrew, thank you so much. A quick reminder that uh, Amanda Grace will be with us tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific. We are actually recording her this afternoon, but you'll see her tomorrow morning, 11 Pacific. Thanks again, Andrew. Give our love to your wife, and we will see you all again shortly. Bye-bye. Thanks, Steve. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.